Hey, y'all. Welcome back uh, from our week-long hiatus where Kevin and I literally had everything going on last week and could not record an episode. Um, but tonight we are back. We are recording with a good friend of mine and a former West Virginia uh, basketball player, Crystal Caldwell. Crystal, can you just say hello to our guests or whoever listens to us? Hi, everyone. Honestly, I'm excited to be here. Um been asked um for quite some time to maybe join uh, the podcast and you know kind of had some conflicts with different schedules and things like that but I think we're going to have a good time tonight so thanks for having me guys always always a pleasure yes, thank to see you. you so if you guys didn't know you know I've said it before I was a practice player for a women's basketball team that's how Crystal and I met um and Crystal has definitely broken my ankles a couple of times <laughs> on the court I won't lie <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into all those fun stories as we go through this tonight. Um, so we'll start to get back to the normal routine of the weekly sports update. March Madness is completely over, sadly. Kevin, you're happy. UConn men's basketball won. Um, it was the lowest rated Final Four game ever for men's basketball. And then the women's basketball was the highest rated ever for women's basketball. So. It's legit. I want to talk about the women's game because that's all the controversy everyone's all mad about. Um, I don't have any problems with anything that any of those two players did during that whole tournament. Um, (laughs) Old fashioned trash talking. And then they got to bring in like, oh, she just did the little I'm about to get a ring pose. And all of a sudden, everybody freaking out. Kaylin Clark did John Cena for like three straight games in a row but when it goes back to her all of a sudden it's a problem people just need to get over themselves and just let the competition live this is what sports is about the hype the rivalry the competition the trash talk the heartbreak the celebration let it let it happen that's right yeah i i simply love the fact that um caitlin Carr came out and said there's no problem with it you know she got trashed on and she said her stuff you know we all watched it during the south carolina game she literally waved off the the three-point shooter because she knew she wasn't going to shoot it and she was 10 feet off of her we didn't have any issues with that so why we have issues with angel reese who is one of the better players in college basketball doing what she did and also um can we point out a former west virginia uh basketball player scored 22 points off the bench and hadn't scored a point all tournament in that game. Hey, Jasmine Carson. That's, that's impressive. I did not know, you know, she went down there. So good for her. Good for LSU. That's right. Kim Mulkey does a great job. Uh, Her outfits do fantastic too. Oh my God. Hey, you know, it's SEC country is a whole nother animal. They celebrate the way they like to. Louisiana, Mardi Gras, you know, I respect it. They they got to do what they got to do. Out there. She, she did the same thing at Baylor. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, part of yeah, that's true. It's never changed. But in two years at LSU, taking it from a non-contender to redoing the whole program and winning a title in two years, hats off to Kimaki for doing that. So good for you. Um, NBA season is officially in the books. 
and we had two fights and Donna Saslam coming off and actually dusting off the shoes to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, all of it was interesting, especially Rudy Gobert. <laughs> the fact that we had a fight with like their own team was hysterical. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, wait a minute. They were actually fighting on the bench right now. He like Pretty entertaining. Yeah. I was like, it's probably the most entertaining thing we've seen in a long time. But shout out to the last, the last day. You got they gave Udonis Aslam a freaking rocking chair, decided to light up 20 points. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, you know, punching a teammate. Punching a teammate. And then I mean, the Clippers had, had what a happy Easter. Clippers had something <laughs> happen too. They got in a con like a fight on their bench too. Plumley oh, yeah. got into uh, it. Plumley with uh with good old Bones Highland. Ooh, I missed that one. Yeah, that was way past all of our bedtimes, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, I think pretty much what happened, Plumley is yelling at Bones about something. Bones shoves him, and then like Dante Jones, who's like an assistant coach, had to like step in between, like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? But hey, well, that's I mean, talk about an Easter to end your NBA season. Lots of excitement. You know, mm-hmm. the games were actually pretty competitive for the most part. You know, shout out to my Knicks for blowing a lead within the last two minutes left, and they lose it at the end. Thank God right. they already thank God they already clinched. And you know, pray to God that doesn't happen later. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as long as uh, I'm as long as you don't come and play the Celtics, then I'm okay because we all know how that goes. Um, with the Celtics and Knicks lately. So I I don't need that. Yeah, Merritt's gonna get a new co-host. That's what's gonna happen. That happens. Crystal, you want a new job? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I don't play anything. <laughs> Kidding, Kevin. I never, ever let you go. You have to stay. You signed on for this forever. So you're, you're doomed. I've signed the, the lifelong contract. Oh boy. Kevin. My, my, my podcast wife is married. So, you know, we're out here. <laughs> Why am I the, what? I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> the only big news from the NFL this past weekend was Odo Beckham signing a one-year deal for $18 million with the Ravens. Insane. Holy crap. He's yeah, for w- one year. Just one. $18 million. Yep. Just one. No big deal. Supposed to meet with the Jets today, apparently. And then the Ravens swooped in and were like, no, 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 no. We'll give you this much money. And then maybe we can keep Lamar Jackson happy. That's true. So now I'm wondering, does Aaron Rodgers even happen to the Jets? No, no, that's that's got to happen. That's got to happen. Because if it doesn't happen, then the Jets have literally given him everything for absolutely nothing. And then there's nothing left for the Jets to go after, which would then again, that is very Jets because, you know, <laughs> Jets good. do Jet things. And I would laugh. I, You know, it's funny because I would laugh too, but I would just feel so bad because it's just, you know, forever allergic to success. It's just, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I personally don't think I could feel bad being a Patriot fan. I couldn't feel yeah. bad for, for that. Well, well, I would feel bad as someone, you know, who has to work in that building during those games. Like I would just not, I would just, 
it's just going to be pure misery if that were to happen. He doesn't come and you have all of these pieces and they once again just don't have a quarterback. It's just, you're going to have to find somebody off the street to play then. There you go, Kevin. You got a new job. I mean, (laughs) if I didn't have a T-Rex of an arm, you know, then I would try. But I would be more set as like their long snapper. I'm big. I'm round, rotund. Like that would be much more my uh, speed if I were to play football, but never a football player. (laughs) Oh, Oh, every episode now is going to have some type of talk about Kevin's size. Being rotund. This is this has been constant now, hasn't it, Kevin? This is a no. thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's become it's, a thing. It's become a thing. But it's like, you know, it's just just the way it is. It's the way, it's the way life goes. I can't with you. I can't. Oh, my God. All We're right, back, we're folks. Off. We're already <laughs> going off the rails. We've only been doing this for 10 minutes. Great. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, there's no big football update for West Virginia to... Did they have their blue and gold game yet? I don't remember. I believe that's next weekend. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then I'll find out where my season tickets are going to be. Finally. There you go. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Let's put me in the end zone and keep it the cheap seats. Sounds good. Um, but big news is we have a new women's basketball coach. Yay. And he actually seems pretty damn awesome. Mark Kellogg. So oh what he's coming from Stephen F. Austin, I believe. Yeah. And 23 wins in eight years, like each year. So I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited where, 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 you know, he takes the program. He's really good guy. We'll find out, you know, we were on a good track this year and we all saw how that went, but. And then things happen. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't fault her. She, you know, went back home, so you can't be mad about that. But no. it's still, still not a fun thing to feel as a West Virginia alumni and fan. But uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I listened to his like uh, news conference when he like got introduced. I like the way he's talking. You know, keeping it positive. Um, I hope he's able to keep the team together, um, whoever is left. Uh, but, you know, I like his, his attitude is, you know, I think he kept talking about sustained success, yeah. which is something that in order to be successful in a program like us, in a conference that we play in, you need to have sustained success, uh, to, you know, to really keep things going. So, you know, I believe what is he's the eighth or ninth ever coach. A West Virginia women's basketball, one of those, right? I think. I nine. think eight is right. One yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, to, to the fact that we've had coaching tenures for that long to show that, like, the growth that they've been doing, you know, I, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see how he's going to recruit the state. I'm excited how, what, where his, you know, his area is and his niches where he goes to get players. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued. You know, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And I hope we can make a little noise. You know, I, I, I love support on women's basketball. So, yeah, he's the eighth head coach in women's basketball history. And Crystal and my favorite coach was the longest tenured one. That's right. <laughs> oh, brings back the memories. The good old days. Right. 
Gotta love them. Sometimes. <laughs> Except for the one practice I got yelled at. Hey, listen, no one was off limits. Apparently not. But, well, like I said, we'll get into that one. That was a funny story. Um, but Kevin, since we haven't done this for a week, what kind of hat or shirt are you wearing? Uh, well, to keep it the West Virginia theme, I decided to wear, you know, my West Virginia little crew neck. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I didn't have enough time to get a jersey because Merritt is going to yell at me for being late for the program, Crystal. Crystal, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm always late. Just, you know, life happens. So I, he's like, I need you to make sure you're on this time. And I'm like, okay. So in order, <laughs> normally I wear st- like a jersey. Still late to the time crazy. I told him to be here for, but he was. No, 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 okay. no. I literally was logged in oh. at 819 and it said waiting for host to come. And the host didn't arrive until 823. So. Okay, I'll take the I blame, made man. it on time. <laughs> so but with that, I decided to wear my West Virginia gear to support our Dove V alum that we have out here. And because Merritt and I bought this West Virginia band hat, I figured I would wear the West Virginia band hat because who doesn't love West Virginia band? And I figured Merritt was going to wear his women's basketball hat, which we bought together when we last went to Morgantown. So that's what I got. That's a cool story. Yeah, I had. Well, I have to wear this hat because, you know, Crystal's here. So I mean, like, what else would you wear? But hey. Yeah, well, I could have worn my old practice jersey, which I still have. And it's... I was I was hoping you were going to find it and wear it. Oh, I wear it. I always still I still wear it all the time. It's still 20 times too big for me, you know, because <laughs> it's an old men's practice jersey. And pretty sure it's Dalton Peppers. If I remember it right. I'm like. Yes, it's amazing because what we're in year 2023 and like. 2010 to like 2012 like i still wear one hoodie that i have from when i was like a freshman in college and apparently that was a medium and i'm like how the hell did i fit in this but i'm like oh yeah a medium was technically like in this age is like large or extra large so i can tell you an xl jersey is about a 5xl (laughs) nowadays (laughs) this thing still looks like a dress on me it's ridiculous for sure it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So let's dive into the fun part of this episode. So yes. Chris has, you know, graced us tonight. Um, so we're just going to run down your fun little accolades here, Crystal. Oh, uh, I know there, there's a lot. I, I, I had to do some research here and I usually don't do any research. Kevin can test to it. He does all the research or I, producer. Yes. Does. <laughs> I just yes. go off of everything. Um, but Played at University of Florida for a year, went to West Virginia for four years till 2014. We won the Big 12 title, your final year with you, Asia. Was Yaya still there? No, Yaya left in 2013. It was me, Asia, Taylor, Brooke, and Jess Harley. Oh my God, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, it was the that was the five seniors that year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know all. I know four out of the fivers are doing great things. I have no idea about Jess. That's the only one. Still I know. doing great things. Good. Still super smart. You know, just traveling the world, and you know, she was a Jess. genius. Oh. Wasn't she like an engineering major? Yes, mm-hmm. she was, and nothing has changed. That's good. My gosh, still a genius. 
Taylor's got two kids. She does. Two yeah. kids. Uh, lives in Baltimore. Asia's got a daughter. Yep. Uh, Brooks opened her training business down in Florida. And so, you know, everybody's just doing really well. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Um, then you went and played overseas for Cespi Euro. Mm-hmm. If I said that even close to being right, how is playing overseas? Because I've had a friend that played at ASU told us her experience, but what was it like for you? Being overseas, um, and especially in Romania, it was an experience. Um, you know, I was in a small uh, town about an hour from Bucharest, um, and it was me and three other Americans, and I actually really enjoyed myself. My my head coach was Serbian. Um, and I was there for about eight months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, we won the uh, the Romanian Cup that year. And so I just, I really enjoyed it. I think ultimately I knew that I was going to get into coaching at some point. I didn't know when I would, um, but I think I got just the experience of being able to say that, okay, I played professionally. So I think I want to go ahead and dive into coaching. But Romania was awesome. It really was. So that was the main reason to come back is because you wanted to get into the coaching side of things. That was, you know, but I I do, you know, I try not to look back and things like that, but I probably still could have gone another two or three years just to kind of get it all out my system. But (laughs) I, I definitely wanted to coach. And so when that opportunity presented itself, I said, I gotta go, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta take this. Now here's the question with the girls that you coach now, do you go out there every now and then just to, to show them up or school them a little bit to get that? I I see it now. You know, if I ask you to do a certain move, I have to be able to show you what I want. Right. And I Mm -hmm. think when they see that you can actually do it yourself, I think you gain a little bit more respect from them. And so, you know, every now and then I do get out there. Um, I recently joined a women's league that plays every Tuesday night. So I still try to kind of relive the glory days. It keeps me in shape. I feel like I still got it. And yeah, (laughs) I still try to get out there sometimes. Good. Do do you have people in that like women's rec league that like try to test you, but like they don't know who you are. And then they then you show them a little something. They're like, oh, shit. Every now and then I, I'm like, wait, Crystal, you know, th- you're not competing against Baylor. You realize that like you're, <laughs> you're an adult now. So kind of tone it down a little bit. This is just for fun. So I do kind of have those talks with myself from time to time. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I can just see it, Crystal going out there and be like, all right, I'm dropping a hundred. We're going to have some fun. And then like halfway through being like, oh, I, never mind. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, then you're at LaSalle for what? Two, it looks like two years. Two years. And then back to the alma mater mm-hmm. for three. How You forgot one stat on this one, oh, sir. Okay, sorry. See, this is Cri- what happens. Crystal, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard you were the first ever player of Coach Carey to come back and help coach for him. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. See, I see. I do my research too out here. Now, I was gonna ask. When, with that, was it hard for you um, to kind of like treasure, like to like people know you as a player of his, and now you're the coach on the staff? Was there gonna was there a a period of like transition there? I think it actually made the transition that much easier, um, especially you know 
working for someone that you play for, you just naturally know what it is that they want. You know, you know what type of player that they expect to have, what type of player that they prefer to coach. You sometimes know what they're going to say before they even say it. And, you know, so it just made things a lot easier, um, especially when you go out and and recruit, um, when you have to connect with the players that are already there. It's just you've lived it, you've experienced it, you understand what, what it takes. And so, yeah, I thought it was a lot easier because of that. That's awesome. Kind of the same idea. The question I was like, what was it like coaching with him? Because you know what he's like as a coach to the players. How was it different just stepping off the court and next to him on a daily basis? I think sometimes he still saw me as one of his players. I really do. Um, But again, I understood him. And so we just kind of naturally had our own relationship, our own bond connection, and it just worked, you know? And so um, I really appreciate him even giving me that opportunity to come back and trusting me with, with his program. So I, I was, I was happy to do it. That's awesome. And then after the three year stint, got a call from Virginia tech and left us high and dry. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I understand. Um, took the same, the same role, but what was it, how different was the programs from West Virginia to Virginia tech? I mean, like night and day, two amazing coaches, um, you know, have done great things, have had like a ton of success, but two totally different coaching styles. And so, you know, you've got hard nose, we're going to hang our hat on defense, you know, we're going to be physical for 40. You've got that on this side. And then on the other side, we hang our hats on offense, we're finesse, you know, we're going to be skilled. And so it really taught me as a coach, you know, you, you, you get the best of both worlds. And so that was really good to be able to see two totally different coaching styles, um, but two amazing coaches that ultimately get it done. You know, they just have different ways of going about it. That's awesome. And then where you're currently at Pace Academy as head coach and athletics ops manager. And then I saw this, you started your own business. I did back in October. Talk to us about that. I I didn't dive too deep because I wanted to actually hear it from you. So my ultimate goal um, is to open up my own facility. Um, But the idea behind the name, Fulfilling Dreams Forever, I I love the fact that to to be able to develop the total package. I think I'm taking my philosophy as a coach and then also putting it into my business. You know, I want to be able to teach kids about the recruiting process. I want to teach kids about, you know, etiquette, you know, how to um, be able to go from a public school to a private school, you know, how to do all types of things, um, how to make sure that your academics stay on top of it so that it doesn't affect your athletic side. And so um, I literally want to fulfill dreams forever, whatever that looks like, whether it be sports, whether it be the real world, however you want to see it. Um, that's that's just really um, my ultimate goal with that. And just to always stay connected to the game and be able to give back. So that's that's what that's all about. That's awesome. And now over at Pace, did I see it right? You used to go there as in high school or? No. So okay. I'm, from, I'm from Charlotte. And right. so I went to West Charlotte High School, but um, I got the head coaching job here two years ago. 
Um, and here, the girls basketball program, it wasn't necessarily a big deal. You know, it was just kind of like a hobby um, to, <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it was just like a hobby. You know, we, we want to say that we're, we want to play basketball. We want to have a good time. We want to mm -hmm. have fun. And um, administration just really wanted to kind of move the needle a little bit. It was the only program that hadn't necessarily won any championships. You know, boys basketball has state titles. Soccer does on the men and women's side. Uh, volleyball has tons of state titles. Football does too. And so it was just kind of time to kind of focus on girls basketball a little bit. And so I took the job and now I'm, that's what I'm looking to do is build a program and change the culture, culture, change the mindset, make it a little bit more competitive and get it to the point where hopefully we can, um, you know, win, win some championships. Awesome. How, how are you guys doing so far? How did you do this year? We had a really young team this year, um, went a little bit over 500, um, had some adversity early on in the season, but was really, I was just really proud of how my girls responded to it um, with them being so young and me putting so much on their plates um, that they haven't necessarily been used to. I thought they responded really well. And so because of that, um, I think moving forward, we're going to be even much better. Um, I've got returning, I've got a junior, five sophomores and a freshman returning. So I think, you know, I, I can, I, I can do something with that group. For I sure. think you got a pretty good team coming up. I want to feel like. I think so. You know, this was our first year. Uh, we went from 2A to 4A. So that was a big adjustment. Um, wow. My first year, like, my first year, we were 2A, made it to the region championship game and then lost in the first round of the state playoffs. This year, uh, we finished fourth in our region in 4A. Again, which the competition, that was a huge jump for us. Um, and then again, lost in the uh, state playoffs first round to Holy Innocence, which ended up making it to the final four. So I thought it, overall it was a pretty good year. And I think we learned a lot. We were able to grow. Um, again, I was able to build and kind of put my stamp on the program a little bit more. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. Awesome. Well, I know I will be paying attention just because <laughs> I know the head coach <laughs> to see how you guys continue to grow and how you guys do over the next few years while you're there. Um, but let's dive into some questions. This is where everything will 100% go off the rails due to the co-host or me at some point. Um, yes, but definitely the co-host has questions just to think. But no, like we, it goes in with the flow with your questions, sir. So go ahead and do your do you thing. Want, oh, do, okay, I'll start. Wow, cool. Um, so <laughs> neither Kevin nor I played college sports at all, weren't recruited, weren't at any type of level. What was it like to be recruited and go to Florida, but then make that decision to transfer to West Virginia and why <laughs> literally the middle of nowhere <laughs> you were down in Florida? The amount of times that I've had to answer this question, like why would you leave Florida to go to the mountains of West Virginia? Like how does that happen? But um, honestly, I didn't enjoy the recruiting process. Um, I got recruited by so many different schools across the country. Um, literally could have gone anywhere, different conferences, you name it. Um, but the staff at the University of Florida used to be at UNC Charlotte, which is, I said that I'm from Charlotte. And so I had been in like camps over there since I was maybe eight or nine years old. And so 
I was just very familiar with that school and then familiar with um, that coaching staff. And so once I became of age, you know, they were recruiting me and things like that. And then they got the job at the University of Florida. Me, don't like the recruiting process. I already know these people. It's the University of Florida. It's the SEC. Done deal. Why not? So I go there. I commit and everything. And it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, love the campus, love the university, but it just wasn't what I was actually looking for as far as basketball and my career was concerned. So I decided to transfer and um, I had to go back and look at obviously the schools that were recruiting me before. There was no transfer portal. So I couldn't just throw my name out there and wait for people to call me. You know, I kind of had to do some research and figure it out myself. And it just so happened that uh, West Virginia had uh, five seniors that were going to be playing during my redshirt year. So I said, hey, you know, if I'm going to sit out and then when it's time for me to play, they're going to graduate. There's five spots. So surely to God, there's somewhere I can fit. Right. <laughs> so that's that was my main reason for going, because I wanted to know that after I sat out a year, there was going to be a spot for me somewhere after I fit. You know, obviously you've got to work for it, but you want to know that there's space for you. And so after looking at the roster and everything, I went up to West Virginia, me and my parents took the official visit, love the coaching staff. It was just, it was perfect. It was really a good fit. Um, and so I committed and it was the best decision I could have ever made. I, I you know, again, we won a big 12 title. I'm still good friends with all the girls that I played with. And, you know, it was just a really, really good situation. So I'm happy that it worked out the way it did. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy you went there because I got to meet you. Yeah, we met each other. Like, <laughs> it out. Oh, God, those practices. Um, oh my God. All right, here's where we're going off the rails. I oh, got God. <clears throat> this, so I'm speaking in terms of, so, you know, you were a student athlete, but of course, you're, you know, you're a student at West Virginia. Um, did you ever have one of those moments when you, when you were first a student and you were, you had one of those days that were like, damn, I'm in West Virginia. <laughs> did you ever have any one of those moments when you were a student? Because I definitely know I did. I did. Of course I did. And there's till this day, it's still like, wait, I went to school in West Virginia. There's some people that still don't even realize West Virginia is a state. The, the amount of times where they said, oh, so you're like in the western part of Virginia. No, I'm in West Virginia, the state of West Virginia at West Virginia University. So yep. answer your question. Yes, I had those moments. <laughs> yes. But I loved every bit of it. Us too. That's as why we have a podcast dedicated to our alma mater. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It doesn't get any better than Morgantown. No, it doesn't. It's definitely changed a lot since sure. all of us were in school. I went down when we were down you know, last year, last September, everything is different. And I'm excited to see what the new athletic director does Yeah, even more to change things because it should be for the better for that university. For sure. Um, what was for you the best part playing at West Virginia? Honestly, the fans. And I know that sounds like cliche, but no, it's, it's the fans. They just love the university so much I don't care if it's the academics I don't care if it's the sports programs they just love their university and it just makes you feel like you're at home 
And on top of that, they stay connected with you. You know, I've had so many fans from when I was a player there to reach out and ask about how my team is doing, ask how I'm doing. And that makes you feel good, you know, to know that people are still thinking about you and you have, you know, literally no connection to the program anymore. And so um, I would honestly say that that was, that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I always like the practices where it was the coffee with Carrie afterwards. Oh yeah. He was always nicer at that practice because they, all the women's basketball coaches in West Virginia are standing in the stands watching practice. Yeah. And then he's got all his jokes and everything is like, yeah, okay. We're all just standing there going, um, you guys want to come to a real practice? Yeah. You want to watch us hop on this treadmill? 12.5. Oh, no big deal. Never went on a treadmill. Never. No, we, we How had to escape. Um, the only time we, we almost did was when we got to individuals after the first, or my first year as a practice player. And I think it was Justin and I had to go up against Asia, Yaya and Natalie in oh like, in like the rebounding box out drill and like the guards. So you were gone at that point and it's just Justin and I, and Oh my God. I can't remember his name. He was, um, the assistant coach, he would always take the half court shot before practice. Coach Porsche, Coach Rowe. Uh, Porsche, I'm pretty sure. I can't, I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure that had to be Porsche. He goes, we're going through the journey. He goes, all right, we got to make this a little bit more intense. I'm like, oh God, what do we have to do? So whoever gets to 11 first, the losing team has to do two and 22. I'm like, wait, what? I'm a practice player. I don't, no, 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 no. I don't do this. I looked at Justin and I go, I'm not running. I, there's no, no way I'm going to do this. And I went up against Yaya first and Asia and the two of us were like, not happening. Yaya's first shot went into the bleachers. I was like, no, a block for the boys was a point and a rebound for the boys was a point. I think the final score was 11 to three. We weren't of like death stares. Did you get from especially Asia and Yaya? Asia wasn't that bad. Natalie, I think she wanted to kill me, but she wanted to kill me every practice because she tried to throw elbows in my face all the time. And (laughs) Darius was telling me, he goes, just grab her arm and hit it down. I was like, that's all I'm going to do. And she did not like it. (laughs) Darius, yes. My God, God, I love him. Oh, yeah. Those were the days of the craziness of practices and stuff. I'm glad I did never ever ran on that treadmill, but I always remember seeing either Brooke or Taylor. I'm pretty (laughs) sure were the the main two that always went to the treadmill besides. um, Oh God. She barely, she used to be, she used to start and I can't remember her name. Oh, I'm gonna have to look back, but she used to be on the treadmill a lot too. There's three of them. Always. Which one? 20, the 20, your 2012 year? Uh, 20... No, no, it was probably the 2010, 2011 year. All right, hold on. Here we go. Because it was Medina was on the team still. Okay. Sania? Yes. Yeah. 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 Coach's favorite word came out every two. You know, every couple of words. 
um, chicken blank. We're not going to say it on the podcast because I don't want to get bleeped out. But yep, that was <laughs> always the best. Um, but Kevin, do you have any other added questions to that one? <laughs> uh, no, I've always enjoyed your your practice squad stories. So there's there's plenty. There's definitely plenty of them. Yes, you getting yelled at by at by Coach Carey. Absolutely priceless. That was <laughs> but, only the second practice. I thought I was gonna die. And Vanessa laughed. Oh, oh, my fault. Yeah, you remember that one. Vanessa, yeah. Vanessa, <laughs> which Vanessa is it Vanessa House? Yeah. Yes, Vanessa House. Yeah, she it was the final play of practice, and I Medina didn't set the screen right, and I went around it and blocked the shot, which we weren't supposed to do. And I didn't jump. I had my hands up. That's all I did. And you still touched it. I still touched it. And the ball went <laughs> that way. And I had coach right here. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I, do I even come back? And one of the coaches came. She goes, Robbie, it's okay. Just come back tomorrow. He's going to totally forget about everything anyway. Hopefully. Next day, didn't remember who I was. No. <laughs> Dude, Coach Kerry didn't care about the practice squad, guys. Come on. Let's be honest. Well, you know what's funny? How many of them were, them were you guys? Oh, there, there were quite a few. Yeah. Those players. For the most part, there was like seven or eight of us that would be at every practice. And then we have a few that would kind of show up every now and then. Yeah. But there was about seven or eight that would show up. The every real day. piece squad. Yep. Yeah, the real ones. Yeah, yeah until until we all either graduated or got hurt. <laughs> That's very true. I, I broke my foot, paving towards ACL. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that one. I saw him the next day after he tore his ACL, and we're both standing at the top watching you guys practice. And I, I was like, "What happened to you?" He goes, "Tore my ACL." Yeah, when yesterday. I'm like, "Oh." I'm on a broken foot for two days. This is great. The two consistent practice players are gone. Gone. <laughs> Damn, they might, they might have to have y'all on like some sort of mini scholarship or something. Oh, My wait. gosh. We didn't well, pay for me, he, um Coach Carey knew at that point who you guys were. Yeah. Because you did make like a huge impact on practice. And he's like, we're, we're like. Where's the big guy? Yeah. Where's the guy? You know, you know the, you know the guy. Oh, the one up there with the boot on. Yeah, the one sit in the right on the sideline. I just remember <laughs> coming back with the boot on and just like, you know, doing the warm up drills and Brooke shooting over me, and she's like, "I'm so like, Robbie, don't get this the wrong way, but I'm very happy you're not at practice anymore." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" She was, "I don't have to shoot over you." I was like, "Nah, that's true. I guess I guess that's the fact." Is you know, I literally just put my arm up and you have to shoot 10 feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kevin, you want to ask the next question? Yes. I did you you did this one, your the favorite practice moment with the P squad. Oh, there's plenty of moments. Those have been some of mine. I don't Crystal's probably got even more. You know what? I I don't remember if it was 2012 or 13, but I was getting fussed out about not being aggressive enough, right? 
So she carries like, you know, you gotta be aggressive. You gotta clear your space, triple threat, all that kind of stuff. So of course me now I'm like, all right, you're, you're on me. Okay. I, I get it. I know how to be aggressive. So the very next play we're running ears. Everybody knows ears mm-hmm. is continuous on ball screen. That's coach Carey loved that offense. That's the only so, offense he ran. Yeah. So we're running ears and I'm like waiting for the screen and Otarius O is guarding me. And I literally cleared my space and just clocked him, broke his nose. Yeah, that was that was 2012. I remember that because he never came and I, back. I felt I felt so bad, and of course, Coach Carey's like that a girl. <laughs> I'm like, Coach, I just broke his nose. He'll be fine. Oh, he he was one of the practice players that would come every three weeks and just show up randomly, and we're like, Oh, you're here today. He never came back after that one. Loved him. And we're still actually really good friends. But yeah, I, I will never forget that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like my gosh. Smoked this guy's nose. He's just here at practice trying to help us get better. And here I am, get frustrated. And now I'm going to show Coach Carey and then I break his nose. Oh, God. Okay. And hey, you showed him you were aggressive. So he couldn't say you weren't aggressive there. Can't say I'm not aggressive now. Nope. Nope. You're That's breaking right. people's noses. Everything left and right. That's fantastic. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I still remember when he told me that I'd be Brittany Grinder in our drills. And I was like, Coach, Darius is closer to her height. I'm not. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. It's like, okay. <laughs> Gonna get double teamed by Asia and yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is not fun. This hurts <laughs> too much. That's hilarious. Uh Anything else, Kevin? Any other ridiculous questions you want to throw in here? No, uh, don't worry. I will get you some ridiculous questions. I just we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep rolling with uh, the script we got so far. Um, so we have what is it like being a head coach now? And I'm definitely I like this one because what is it like being a head coach now with the, this generation of kids? Yeah, Ooh, I like that twist. You know what? Being a head coach is the biggest challenge. Um, You know, I went from being an assistant coach at the collegiate level to coaching high school kids. That was a transition in itself, whether I was an assistant coach or a head coach going from college to high school, that's a big jump. You know, the skill set is different. They're not as mature. You know, you have to teach a lot more. So that brought, you know, different things out of me as a coach. But then this generation and the thing, I'm not that far removed, you know, but things are totally different. Everything is just readily available to them. You know, they have so much say in what's going on. So at times your hands are a little tied, you know, so you have to figure out ways to connect with them, not be their friend, but still be relatable and be able to reach them in whatever, in whatever way that looks like, because every kid is different. And so then you become the head coach, you know, as an assistant, there's a lot of pressure on us, but at the end of the day, that's on the head coach. However, whatever happens, that's on the head coach, you know? And so just moving a couple seats over, even though it's at the high school level, it's a big challenge, you know, because you have to be able to relate to the kids. You have to make sure that they're bought in. You have to figure out, um, what works as far as like offensive schemes, defensive schemes, because that could change from year to year. This year, I might 
be a zone coach next year. I might have to coach man to man. So it just keeps you on your toes at all times. And this generation, they just, you got social media all over the place. You got the NIL. And so everybody's just this brand. Everybody has their own Mm -hmm. image. And so how do you keep them bought into the actual program, to the team, the name that's on the Jersey and not, you know, who they are. And so you just try to find different ways to keep everybody bought in, but don't, but trust me, it's definitely a challenge. I try to watch some of the different college coaches, um, try to sit at different round tables, try to read about different things because it's, it's literally different every single day. Yeah. I can only imagine like you, you probably learned throughout your time coaching uh, the high schoolers. Like you probably have to have like a lot of patience because a lot of the kids now it's, well, why am I doing this? Not just, you know, we came up in the generation when our superior told us to do something, our coaches or bosses, they're like, you do this, you do it. But now this generation, it's, but why? They want to know. And then you have to explain why. And sometimes there may not be an answer for why. It's just what you have to do. And this generation just does not relate. So I give you mad kudos Mm. to you dealing with all that. You're right. They they want to know why for everything. And you can't, you know, you can't blame them. But, you know, it's like you said, it was if my coach told me to do something, that's what I have to do. But I also agree with the fact that you want them to know why they're doing something, because there's times where you get on the court and you have to make your own decisions. It can't be oh because my coach said to do it, because now you're just being a robot. You know, you don't even really understand. So if a situation presents itself, you don't know if that's what you should do or not because you don't even understand why you were doing it in the first place. So you have to really break things down to them. They're just very curious. They want to know what's going on. Um, and yeah, it's it's just different. And you have to adapt or you or you'll lose them. That's all. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Especially yeah, this look day at and the age. portal. Oh God. That portal has become. Bob Huggins' best friend and worst enemy at the same time. Yeah. That thing is, it's not fun. That's what it comes down to. Like, So you you mentioned the NIL. Does that, has that leaked down to your team or, you know, the high school level in certain degrees? And what are you seeing? I would say yes. Now, obviously, high schoolers can't get paid or anything yet but high schoolers are so impressionable you know they see what these college girls are doing and they see or I shouldn't say girls they see what these young ladies are doing and what they're getting from their name image and likeness so it's almost like they're grooming themselves now for it and you know they they're all on Instagram they're on Twitter and you know they want this shoe they want that and you have to do it for them, <laughs> you know, or, or again, they're not going to buy into what you're telling them. They're not going to trust you or anything like that. So yes, I think it leaks down to the high school level because they're like, well, she's doing it. Why can't I, what do you, t- what do you say to the kid? <laughs> she's good. And you're getting there. She's good. And you really don't even know where the elbow is yet. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I hats off to you for coaching this generation. I don't think personally I couldn't do it. I know that for a fact. I'd be like <laughs> Coach Carey and just start yelling. And, and you say, where's my treadmill? Give me a treadmill. Like, 
that's all I would do. Like, it's just totally different nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. Awesome. All right. My last thing, that because you already talked about your, your new business, which is we're excited to see for you and hopefully see it continue to grow for you, is what are your thoughts on the state of the women's basketball program now that we have a new head coach? But what are your overall thoughts of it? I'm excited, um, you know, to see what Mark Kellogg does. Um, West Virginia women's basketball just has so much history. Um, and I know how much that program means to its alumni. I know how much that program means to some, all the fans and just so many fans that have supported that program for so many years. I know what it means to them and to myself. And so you just naturally want to see it do well. And I think that, um, I think it's moving in the right direction. I think the administration understands how college athletics is right now and what type of head coach you have to have in order to be successful. Because like we just said, the mindset and just the game as a whole is totally different. And so you have to be able to buy into that or you won't have a program, you know, those kids that you would expect to go there, they're going to go somewhere else. So you have to be able to just stick with the times. And I think that West Virginia is moving in the right direction. So I'm excited to watch it. Um, I would love for us to be playing for a big 12 title again. And, you know, just being, just being that physical West Virginia team that nobody wanted to see. Um, I, I would love to see that again. Be great to see them get back up to where they should be in that Big 12. So I was happy that they made the tournament this year. That oh, it's yeah. been a it's been a long time since they were there. So absolutely, it's good to see that. All right, Kevin, you've got crazy questions. I know that. So I always have crazy questions. Throw them out. But there. uh, so my first one, Crystal, think about all of the players that you've played with. Give me your starting lineup with you in it. Who is your starting five? If you were to take all the people you've played with in college, who's it going to be? Wow. You really going to put me on the spot like that? That um, is, dude, that's rough. Wow. All right, here, take five and then a sixth man off the bench. There you go. Wow. That makes it so much easier. All right. If any of my friends are listening to this, it's not personal. Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm sending this to Brooke. I'm sending it to Brooke 100%. At the one, I'm taking Sarah Miles, which I actually... I I love that one. I did not have an opportunity to play with her. I practiced with her and everything, but that was my red shirt year. But um, I would have loved to have played with her. So I'm going to go ahead and put her at the one. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> you can say yourself. Well, yeah, she has to say herself. She's part of I'm the starting five. I'm gonna go. Taylor Palmer at the two. Ooh. My okay. knockdown three-point shooter. It was tough. It was either Taylor or Liz Rapella. Either one. Oh, yeah. Liz. Liz so, was. I'm going myself at the three. Okay. I'm going Yaya at the four. Mm. And I'm going Asia Bussy at the five. And I got my six man, 
Medina Ali. Yeah. <laughs> there's I was gonna say, where's the where's your muscle? Where 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 is she coming in? I got Medina coming. Oh she's gonna hold it down for all of us every oh, single time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you you taught your starting five for that you've played with now starting five that you've coached. Starting five that I coached. Okay. Um, Does it have to be all dub V ladies? It could be collective or whoever you've coached. I know you went to VT too, so you can include some of that. Okay. I'll do one for WVU and then I'll do like a collective. Okay. Okay. WVU, I'm going that I coached Shania Ray at the one. Okay. Um, at the two, I'm going. Lucky Rudd. Okay. Just thought she didn't get enough love. It's a good kid. Uh, three. Give me Tynese Martin. Tynese, yeah. Um, at the four. Who? Goodness. This is tough. Because you had some good ones come mm-hmm. through when you were when you were the coach at that time. I was looking up. I was like, oh, man. I wonder. Give me Kari Nivelak. Okay. At the five. Sheesh. <laughs> oh man. I can't believe you did this to me. I actually it does hope it all we're, the time. I actually hope we're the only three listening because of this. Um <laughs> <laughs> at the five. God, that's rough. Who do I? Now I want to go back and give me some fives. Let's see. You were 2017 to 2020. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. So I would hate to miss one. Um, so I've started at 2017. I see Lene Montgomery. I didn't coach Lene. You didn't coach I'm I'm a year back. Hold on. Yeah, Lene was there when... She was a freshman, I think, my final year. She was hurt too. She kn- she was you know always what? hurt, sadly. I see. Actually, actually, I'm going Tiana Muldrow at the four. That's always the next name that I just came up on my list. I'm going Tiana Muldrow at the four, and we're gonna act like I coached Lene at the five. Okay. That's fine. A healthy with two good knees, Lene. That's yeah. the hope. Yeah. Now, complete package, all three schools. We're going to go Georgia Amore at the one. Mm. We're going um, Kayla King at the two. We are going um, Amy Griffin from LaSalle at the three. We are going to go... Kari Nyblatt at the four. And then we're going to go Liz Kitley at the five. Nice. It was awesome. It was awesome. I've coached so many great kids. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Absolutely. Like, it's, I've actually been been blessed to be able to, to even call some of those names. You know, so, yeah, I'm grateful for sure. All that matters. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now, what other questions do I have? I've always wanted to ask this. Oh, boy. But let me see how I should word this. So, I mean, obviously, like, NIL is, like, a big thing that's going on right now. If you were to be playing in this era of NIL, what I would take, I'll take one huge name and then a one maybe town business that you would love to have sponsor you if you were an NIL. Of course, Nike. Mm-hmm. Got to give me a Nike deal. Um, And then maybe like Lululemon or something. I don't know. There you go. There you go. I feel like I'd also, if there was anything, I would, if I were ever an athlete somewhere in some sort of type of sport, I feel like I would love like, like a gross, like, like I, I would love Kroger to sponsor me if I did stuff. Maybe I get like discount on like my groceries. <laughs> well, that's smart. You know, just thinking, thinking logically, if I'm a, I'm a broke cousin, what do I need? I need food, you know, and then, you know, if I get somebody to get me a car, that'd be legit. But, you know, if I'm 2021, 20, I just need to make sure I'm getting, I'm, I'm being fed out here. That's and, of, and of course being clothed, you know, Nike all day, I'll swoosh to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they got like McDonald's to do an NIL deal with the guys, the, the local hole in the wall McDonald's. That's been rebuilt numerous times since we've been in school. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I saw that. It was like only a few of the, I think, offensive linemen or defensive <laughs> linemen got it, which <laughs> kind of makes sense. Hey, I guess. they, they got to be big out here. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think the NIL is, I think it's a great thing. I, I love it for um, the kids and happy that they can even have that opportunity is that's and that's major for sure yeah that's for sure mary i don't have any other wacky questions well that's all i have i got nothing else it's 9 30 it's like an hour and a half past my bedtime i'm old you know i think we're all getting there <laughs> i've been in bed saturday and sunday i've been in bed by eight o'clock and asleep by like eight oh two Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. You were you like also building like a house, a shed. Yeah, you know, s- still got, same dimensions of a house. I got I got a little thumb injury from it. Oh, Whacked no. my thumb with my hammer. Oops, he's not supposed to hit that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's that, and I still have to put the roof on and all of that fun stuff this coming weekend. So, Kevin, if you want to drive to New York, yeah. I mean, I that's the only thing that my dad has me do helping him with stuff is just helping him lift stuff because that's all I know how to do. So any sort <laughs> of just lifting things, holding things for people, you know, um, I'm out here. I have yeah. a wife that does that for me. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Kevin. All right. Well, that's all I have. I don't think we missed anything. I appreciate you guys. This was really fun. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us, Crystal. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Kevin, let's get us out of here. Yes, absolutely. So, people, it is outro time. First off, we got to make sure we give our flowers. Crystal, shout out to you for crushing it out here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Is there any socials that you'd like people to follow you on or that we should know? 
You can follow me on Twitter, Coach Chris90, and follow me on Instagram, Crystal1990. Perfect. Cool. You will we'll probably be getting a follow shortly from our podcast Instagram. Those that want to follow that, it is at the Manly Musings Pod. For those that are watching this lovely thing on YouTube, make sure you check us out at our YouTube. Leave a comment, leave us a like at the Manly Musings Podcast. We are also on all streaming platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play. And we are on Amazon Play. Uh, you can follow myself on Instagram at KQAVIS624. Follow Merritt at his Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Merritt, did I miss anything else? Because I, I'm rusty, haven't done this in a week. I don't know. I've Sounds perfect to me, Kevin. Amazing. Well, <laughs> there you go. Thank you for listening and have a great night. Peace. Thank you, guys.